0: Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. Welcome to this program which we put together for you every day of the week from Monday to Friday from uh, 5 to 6 here in South Australia. But uh, also, uh, you can listen on other states at your time there and uh, on our um, app also. This uh, program, uh, we really like to talk about uh, uh, the Bible, you know, Uh, we want to talk about uh, our faith in in God and how we manage certain things in our uh, uh, journey of faith. Uh, today, uh, I would like to particularly welcome you because that's what we do in this program because of you. We always uh, are blessed when you send us some uh, messages. My name is Nikrita and I'm your host uh, today. Stepping in for uh, our friend uh, Fabiano who is um, uh, just uh, with uh, his lovely wife today, expecting uh, something to come on, uh, yeah. expecting a child. And um, I'd like to welcome uh, Hugh with me here in the studio. Hugh, it's good to
1: have you with us. And it surely is really good to be with you too, Nick. And of course, on this very auspicious and very uh, special occasion where we are hoping to have a new member of the family uh, for Fabiano and his dear wife. Absolutely right, yes. and the reason uh, Fabiano is not here because we thought we'll give him a,
0: a, a bit of a break because we don't want him to have a big shout here live, you know, when <laughs> the news <laughs> can be, you know, breaking to him. But um, I hope uh, I ho- we hope that everything will goes uh, will go very well, you know, with mm. Fabiano and his wife and the baby coming up. Uh, that's wonderful. That's uh, opportunity to rejoice even here in the studio, the, the two of us here. But Hugh, oh, certainly. Uh, I'd like to just um, introduce you a bit, because we may have listeners who probably didn't listen before, didn't come to, to know you a little bit. I mean, you are a pastor here in South Australia, looking after a couple of churches, yeah? One is Trinity Garden, and the other one is uh, Mawson Lakes, a plant church. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, can you tell a little bit more about uh, yourself
1: and uh, the work you do here in South Australia? Yes, well, uh, thanks, Nick, for the opportunity, and it's really good to uh, to be with our first-time listeners and our long-time listeners. And, uh, yes, I, as you've rightly pointed out there, I do have two congregations, one there at Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes and the other at Trinity Gardens Seventh-day Adventist. And uh, uh, my family and I, we've been here now in South Australia for just over a year. Uh, we have three children of our own, and um, <clears throat> Fabiano is is working very hard to try and catch up. This will be his number three. right? And uh, he may not be done quite yet as well, so we'll just uh, watch... Uh, that, uh, that situation uh, develop, but uh, yes, it's uh, it certainly is good to be here with uh, the listeners this uh, this evening. But uh, hey, look, if you would like to uh, to meet in person uh, this coming Saturday uh, uh, at eleven a.m. In fact, at nine thirty a.m. we have a uh, small group's time together at Trinity Gardens Church. Mm-hmm. They're in one ninety six Rush Road. We'd love to see you, and uh, for that matter as well, we have lots of children's programs that happen around that time of the morning too. And uh, at eleven o'clock we have a very special service, and it's to do with uh, health and healthy living, how to live a long, healthy and abundant life. Uh, and uh, it's actually entitled Ancient Secrets to good health. All right. And uh, so we're going to be unpacking some of these ancient secrets which have even greater, uh, uh, more uh, relevancy today than any time in human history, in fact. So really wonderful to be able to share that with our listeners. Uh, we're going to have a, a lovely, healthy meal together too, some healthy burgers for those who'd like to come along. And uh, we're sure that you'll enjoy that. And and then next week we have, um, during our health week that we're running, uh, we have a healthy cooking demonstration as well as a, uh, a food Sampling of many various different dishes by our health leader, Justina, there at mm-hmm. Trinity Gardens. And that's at ten forty five next Thursday which is going to be held at our Community Pantry, which runs at the same time uh, every Thursday. So, hey, look, love to meet our, our long-time and first-time listeners. Uh, this coming Saturday, at those times, um, we'll be enjoying good health together. And then, of course, uh, next Thursday as well, at our Community Pantry and uh, Healthy Cooking Demonstration.
0: That's wonderful. And mm-hmm. just just while you mention about the Community Pantry there, you have that every Thursday uh, for a while now going on. And, yeah, you yes. have people coming in. That's great because to assist mm-hmm. in the community, um, that's a wonderful thing. Now I don't want to um, make a competition here with you, but I no, just want no. to advertise. I <laughs> want to advertise some other programs going on yes, on, uh, on this weekend, and um, one I- one important one, I believe, for you, um, for your dear listener, maybe even coming across uh, Robbie Bergam's programs. You know, uh, he's uh, one of our bosses uh, for <laughs> Faith FM, but he's coming to Adelaide this weekend, and he mm. will be in Brighton Church. Mm. That's number ten. Amelia Street, Hove. I think that's the right uh, address. If you want to just search uh, to make sure, I believe that's the correct address. Uh, It's on Brighton Church here in Adelaide, South Australia if you like to catch up with uh, Robbie and meet Robbie in person, uh, why not to make your way, you know, to Brighton Church and there will be lunch also there, you know. <laughs> uh, right. We're providing for you also something to eat uh, if you come along. Um, that will be a very important uh, meeting, I believe, with uh, Robbie because he has a great story to share, you know. Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward
1: to for that too. Yes, also a very important uh, and, and a very uh, uh, great great speaker that you'd like to go and hear. And i tell you what, if I I wasn't at Trinity Gardens. I know I, where I would be, and that would be at Brighton. So, uh, a board of opportunities there, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with uh, Robbie in times past.
0: Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And uh, myself, I will um, I will try to be there. I have uh, put aside this uh, date, you know, for for a while, and uh, I will be free to go to Brighton <laughs> on this weekend on sad, uh, Saturday morning. By the way, that starts at eleven o'clock with Robbie. But um, if you want to. Come a bit earlier, there is a Bible study, I believe, there uh, starting 9.30, uh, and 11 o'clock, Robbie will will be taking the the main uh, service. Mm. All right, well, um, again, my dear listener, as I usually like to say when I'm coming on air, on uh, usually on Friday, I want you to be part of this program. Right now, today with us, uh, why not to share with us maybe a thought, a question, um, just an observation, and you can do that, you know, by sending a text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. You can right away now text a message. Well I'll let you know uh, in a minute um, the topic, you know, and the subjects which we already dealt with during the week. Um, but what? Why not to to write down that number? Because on this number also you can send us a text message when we will talk about our uh, free gift for today, and that's a wonderful book also. Uh, save this uh, number zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. But will. Um, uh,
1: you I'm thinking uh, you see when you change sports you know it's easy to make mistakes I was getting name and identity confusion there <laughs> you, you let, can call me Will if you
0: like absolutely yes. hey uh, let me just uh, very brief um, look back to some of the things which you already talked on uh, on drive time for this week. We approach this uh, subject uh, here for for the whole um, mm-hmm. whole week about uh, money, wealth in the church. Church has to deal also with money and and wealth, and uh, some of the questions which uh, we looked at were like, um, what did Christ say about money and wealth, and could ancient ancient financial, financial principles help help us uh, today? We it's a lot of information in the Bible about money yes, and wealth. Yes, that's right. Um, doesn't the Bible? promise prosperity and on that aspect uh, it's very in fashion and uh, these days to um, you know to hear at least you know or to be exposed to uh, prosperity gospel Mm. you know big churches mega churches they speak only about you know give to us yeah give to (laughs) to God and God will bless you but you know that's not always the case you know Uh, well doesn't mean that uh, uh, if you have Lots of well done. Uh, God bless you.
1: Yes, in actual fact, that was, a, uh, I guess, a misnomer, a, um, a wrong-headed idea of the time in which Christ lived. Mm-hmm. Back in those times, uh, it was very common amongst uh, the uh, the Pharisees and, and various other religious leaders and believers to think that uh, if you were wealthy, if you were influential, if you were someone great in society, according to you know the, the social view of things, uh, then you were being blessed by God. But if you had fallen on hard times, <clears throat> if things hadn't gone quite right for you, if maybe someone had gotten ill and you were, you were drained and sapped of your energy, or your finance, or whatever it happened to be, then, uh, then somehow you were accursed of God, and, and you were not of God, mm. um, and and this is a very sad um, indictment. Not of the person who is um, <clears throat> who is unwell or who is is lacking in some sort of material wealth or possession, but rather an indictment of those who thought that way, and Jesus himself was very clear and, and forthright on many occasions in defending the weak, the vulnerable, mm-hmm. the powerless the helpless those who who are outcast and on the fringe of society now of course, this was something which no doubt uh, our our uh, co hosts and 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 fellow compares spoke about extensively yesterday i 'm mm-hmm. sure, but i think it's it 's well worth emphasizing the fact that uh, that God loves everyone. <clears throat> he doesn't play favorites. He wants to bless us abundantly in a, in a multiplicity of ways. But to equate the idea that, well, I'm wealthier than you, mm. uh, I, I'm the Joneses, and you're the keeping keeping upses, um, you know, this whole idea um, <clears throat> uh, that uh, if 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 I'm to be someone who is uh, an example of of godliness and of Christianity and of, of God's blessing, then I must be wealthy and I must be obsequiously and and flashily wealthy as well. Mm. Um, It it actually, if anything, it... it Uh, it doesn't speak to the compassionate heart of God. It rather speaks to, um, it can't be really forthright here and say, you know, the the vanity and the self-centeredness of humanity. Right. Whereas God was selfless and he gave of himself that we might just simply have what we need and what we need the most is to know that we're loved, Mm. to know that we're we're cared for, to know that we have a future and a hope and we have an eternity with God. So I really want to just encourage our listeners out there, regardless of what your financial circumstances are, irrespective of you know what's happening with interest rates as they go up and down yeah um and uh, no matter what what occurs in the wider economy we know that in god's great economy <clears throat> that we can be filled up with the riches of heaven a- and the riches of heaven are not measured by gold Absolutely. or by silver right
0: and thank god for that you know yes. very well said uh yes. Hugh. and you know today we we are going to look a little bit more into this um question how does the church use money mm. because that's an important thing and and the church yes. you know it's also um responsible for this aspect, hmm. you know.
1: Uh, uh and I hope also even accountable. Yes, yes, I would hope so. Absolutely right. I mean, uh, and, and maybe I'm just not sure if my volume's quite loud enough. I, I think it's all right. Mm, yeah, it's, it's okay. Maybe later, just yeah. if it could be pumped up a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's better. I I can, I can hear myself a bit uh, more clearly now, and perhaps hopefully our listeners can too. Um, but uh, in, in amongst all the, the, the traffic above and noise and blaring mm. horns mm. and uh, road rage out there, then uh, hopefully you, you're able to hear uh, a message of peace and of hope this afternoon. Well, hey, look, um if anyone should be accountable for the use of material resources, <clears throat> whether it's those that relate to the environment mm-hmm. or to finances or with regards to our abilities or our, our talents, uh, our time, uh, it ought to be <clears throat> those who've been endowed with, who've received of the goodness of God, and then, well, what are we going to do with what God has given? And the same holds true with money and the church. If, if the church receives whatever the church receives, um, uh, in terms of financial uh, funding <clears throat> or giving, uh, then the question always has to be asked, is it being used in a way that would honor God uh, and that, uh, uh, that will bless others? Because if it's only about the church, mm. uh, particularly in those churches perhaps where there's a hierarchy, and, and let me again be very blunt here. There are churches that are very democratic, that are the body of Christ, and that we make decisions together with Christ as the head, but we make decisions together. And then there are churches that have, you know, one very charismatic, sometimes even cult-like figure, uh, who, who demands loyalty. <clears throat> and, and sad to say, sometimes, uh, and this is what gives Christianity so often a bad name, mm, a bad rap mm. in, in so many circles these days, is that in some of these, uh, um, Instances you will come across uh, maybe a tele-evangelist, maybe a um, some famous preacher, to whom a great percentage of what is given to that particular organisation, faith-based organisation or church, goes to that individual, goes to flashy lifestyles yes. of of, uh, of of jets, yes, of uh, designer clothes and watches and jewellery and and large lavish palatial homes, etc. And, and if that's the case, is that really? uh how Christ lived or how he would have us mm. live do we live to ourselves or do we live to and for others now i'm not saying that we shouldn't take that that, that uh, a person ought not to be recompensed for their labor sure absolutely I should that that is a, a principle of scripture but uh, uh when you're uh, compensated far above and beyond uh the uh, the labor itself uh and maybe to the detriment of those who otherwise could receive of yes. the goodness of God, yes. uh, materially as well as in terms of the the love and compassion that accompanies that, at the hands of of loving Christians, um, then there's perhaps a problem with that picture. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> yes. I agree with
0: you, uh, Hughie. And a little, I, sm- I must say this uh, as a minister, you know, and you you're a minister, and I uh, I'm involved in ministry. Um, we are called to serve God. Mm. You see, we are not just choos- choosing, choosing um, you know, this as a as a job, or mm. to you know to benefit uh, even materialistically. You know, I mean, this is a call, and mm. those people who uh, are in ministry, mm. uh, I believe, uh, they put themselves on the line also. You know, with everything what they have in many many aspects. And you mentioned about uh, you know these figures, but. Uh, uh, just coming to my mind now uh, with this conflict in uh, ukraine you know mm. the the uh, patriarch of uh, russia all his wealth was seized you know uh, recently i just heard on the news that because um, they are amazingly you know uh, rich you know uh, these people you know and the community you know the political. Uh, uh, they're taking actions mm. uh, against, you know, and that's very difficult. But uh, let me just ask uh, uh, something before you before probably we come back a little bit, even home here mm. in, uh, in Australia mm. uh, with a bit of a news, you know, a bit of a world news. But in our church, mm. in Seventh-day Adventist Church, mm. because this program is sponsored by the Seventh-day Adventist Church and thank God for that and also by um, uh, Adventist uh, World Radio. Do you have experiences how the church manages money? Mm. Because there are few uh, ministries, I will say, in the Adventist church. Let's mention a couple of them. Let, For example, ADRA, which is a, um, Adventist Development Relief Agency, very well recognized in the world. Or we have hospitals here in, uh, in Australia or all around the world. We have schools. How the church uses the money? uh it, because I believe in all this at least these three uh
1: category the money is put forward in favor of uh, of your neighbor yeah Yes, yeah, well, that's that's right, and and uh, hopefully by now our listeners are are picking up on the fact that we we tend to take a, a, a somewhat less sanitised uh, and um, and and less politically correct approach. We're not here to uh, to project a, a certain image of mm-hmm. Christianity, but rather instead to ask the hard questions and to dig a little deeper and, and to think through well where is the character of Christ in all mm. that we do. We're not here to be caustic or to be critical but rather instead to call us back ourselves first and everyone else back to the heartbeat of the good news of Jesus Christ, back to the gospel. Uh, and uh, and that is also holding true when it comes to to matters money. Um now I, I must admit that as a as a seventh day Adventist Christian and a seventh day Adventist Christian pastor that um, talking about money is not something which I tend to do all that often. Mm. Um, you may be, uh, you know, it's, thank you to all those listeners who support Faith FM. Uh, you know, both those who are Adventists, those who are other Christians, those who are who are listening and and, and being blessed by mm-hmm. this program um, of all different persuasions and walks of life. But uh, the truth of the matter is that uh, uh, if you, you may be used to, if you're a fellow Christian, being in a church where money is promoted week on week in week out, uh, whereas as Adventists, we tend to um, uh, take an approach where, yes, we, we encourage giving, but uh, you may not necessarily hear a sermon about uh, about um, finances and about mm-hmm. money, etc., mm-hmm. uh, on a regular, frequent basis. But every so often, you may only as we point people back to God's plan for giving. Correct. Now, that may not answer straight away your question, but it goes some way towards it because, uh, uh, in actual fact. Uh, when it comes to how the church uses money, <clears throat> it goes back to how how does God instruct us to use money? And uh, and God uh, instructs us, and you will have heard this if you've been listening through the week. Uh, he tells us there in Malachi chapter three to bring all the tithe mm-hmm. into the storehouse, mm-hmm. into God's house, uh, and that that term there means a central point of accumulation, where it can then be distributed out, uh, as equally and as fairly as possible to bless as many as possible in, in as great a number of ways as possible. Uh, and, uh, that happens, um, uh, th- by means of, um, those who've given of their lives, uh, in ministry who, you know, let's face it, Nick uh, could be doing a different job. Hugh could be doing a different job. We could be doing, uh, work out there that may earn a uh, A considerable income. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, we have decided to devote our lives uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ and to full time ministry. Now, that doesn't pay the bills. But uh, thanks be to God that together as we return tithe to God and as others return tithe to God, those funds are then able to be used uh for not just uh you know radio announcers mm. and, and uh radio ministries and T V ministries but uh and, and pastors and preachers, but also other forms of gospel workers, medical missionaries, other kinds of missionaries, uh Bible workers, uh various forms of gospel workers, teachers and, and, and so on that uh, take the good news of Jesus Christ far beyond our own personal arms length yes. or reach. To, you know, to our neighbourhoods, but yes, also to the other side of the world. So it's a really powerful thing that God has said to us, okay, return to me and I'll return to you. I want to call you into a relationship with myself and and, and return to me um, that which is mine, says God, that which mm. is the tithe, or, or 10% mm. of what I have given to you. Uh, and so this is the basic uh, uh, approach that God takes. He says, I've given you everything that you have and all I ask <clears throat> is one-tenth to be used... Um, in my storehouse, in in my house. Now, does God need the money? No, He doesn't. But that is used in turn, uh, so that we can, uh, so it can be used to bless others and help others in in uh, less fortunate circumstances in many various ways, uh, and through ministry, pastoral ministry, twenty four seven, that occurs right across the globe and in our own local neighbourhoods as well. But we can be a part of that blessing, part of that ministry too because we have also partnered with God in, in returning back to Him. And I have to say, sometimes people ask the question, well, you know, if I give one-tenth, I've only got nine-tenths left. But the question has to be asked, well, uh, if, uh, you know, which is greater? You know, to, to have ten-tenths without God... Or to have nine tenths with God, mm. with God working with you and 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 blessing you in life, uh, and the joy of having given and seen others blessed as well, uh, in a never-ending wave or circle of of, uh, of of generosity, of gratitude, and of and of life giving. Uh, life-giving ministries. yeah, And I must say, uh, Hugh, that uh, I came across people
0: who didn't necessarily have a, a strong relationship with God, but somehow they experienced themselves the blessings of the tithe. Mm. I remember I was talking yes. with um, somebody some years ago, he was an ambassador in Japan uh, from um, my country, from Romania, and he uh, shared with me something about the tithe. And uh, many other people, you know, uh, but... Uh, Probably you'll you'll be able to explain a little bit more what that means, you know, the tithe, because that's a biblical principle, you know, which God asks us. Now, a part of tithe... We are encouraging the Bible to support to give, you know, free giving uh, things. You know, I mean, uh, we we just uh, had that story of uh, in uh, the book of Acts, uh, Ananias and Sapphira. You know, unfortunately, they um, they thought that they do a, a good thing, but they were not sincere. with what they uh, promised to God, you know, and mm. many stories like that. Uh, People are encouraged to to give towards certain ministry. and I, we just mentioned here Adra, for example, mm, or mm. Um, Faith FM. Uh, you know, we we are very few people, and most of the people uh, in involved with Faith FM they are volunteers. Mm. They're putting their time. We have very few people who are uh, reimbursed uh, here uh, on Faith FM. But yeah, uh, what's the what's the correlation in between you know, that uh, biblical
1: uh, aspect of Titan? and Yes, well Jesus uh, was the one himself who though he had the riches of heaven, he gave up heaven. He gave up all the prerogatives and the privileges of the throne of heaven above. He gave up the riches of eternity and became poor mm. that we in turn might become rich. Now did that mean that we become materially rich? Well <clears throat> actually it's not not so much that it's more the case of rich in, in in a holistic sense you know rich in the the goodness the grace the kindness the compassion the love uh, of God and the fact that that, that is all everlasting uh, and uh, you know look if we store up riches for ourselves here uh, here upon earth we 've got uh, thief we've got time we've got rust we 've got uh, moth that come in that corrupt that take that steal but when it comes to um, to god 's kingdom when we give to uh, to God's work, and when we do that, we're laying up for ourselves riches in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, where these things don't have an, an impact, they don't have an effect. Uh, and uh, and for that matter as well, we see the the uh, the wonderful change that happens in people's lives when we allow for uh, for these ministries to thrive that bring the spirit, the kindness, the this the uh, the character and the love of God into the lives of others, the support and the counsel and the care. Uh, now. These things you money cannot buy, but we certainly can support ministries that provide uh, things that are greater than money. Right, and uh, and so the correlation there has to be the fact that Christ gave freely, and then we in turn, having freely received, may also in turn freely give. Um, you know, uh, the Apostle John says in First John three sixteen. <clears throat> now, don't get that confused with John three sixteen, but in First John three sixteen, he says, "By this we know love." That he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide Mm, in him? mm. And so you see the correlation directly right there, don't you? In that the fact or in the sense that you know Christ came and gave his very life which was worth eternity, the life of the Creator, the infinite one, that our finite lives might be might be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in turn, he says, with the same love that I've loved you, now go and love one another. You know, as Jesus said to his disciples, he says, uh, by this they will know, the world will know that you are my disciples as you love, or by the way that you love one another. But this is saying, you know, love is not just a sentiment, it's not just a notion. If you want to know the values and the priorities of a person. If you want to know, um, you know, the depth of their love, watch how they give. Right. Watch their generosity. Watch the sacrificial nature of love, and uh, and that will be shown in terms of how they use their time, their talents, their treasures as well. All right. Yes, and and the greatest treasure of all has been given to us in the gift of God's Son, and we have the great joy of sharing this wondrous treasure with the world around us that never grows old, and that will always keep on and uh, and always keeps on giving the yes. gift that keeps on giving which is Jesus Christ and eternal life and so whatever we give to that cause we know is going to bring the greatest return they ever could be yeah and I heard that saying uh, Hugh and I hope
0: that this is not true with you and me and uh, our listener that the, the more you are wealthy the more m- things you have the the stingy you become but you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the more worries you have that's for oh, probably. sure probably
0: yes. and you know even the Bible talks about you know when Jesus spoke about the uh, that uh, woman, you know, the the um, uh, widow, I the, think the widow, yes, mm. uh, giving those two, two mites, two mites yes. there, and comparing that with the, what the other people were giving, say, hey, mm. you're giving from from plenty, from what you have, plenty of, but That's this right. uh, this poor woman, she gave everything what she had mm. from love, you know, because right. for her. Uh, Everything what she had, she put at, uh, at exchange. Now, again, here, uh, we don't want to fall into that uh, trap, you know, when people can, you know, work with our minds, you know, to say, give everything, you know, uh, here, because then you'll be blessed. God will bless you. I think the principle is here, what you just shared here. The principle is here to have a relationship with God. Yes. Because if you have a strong relationship with God, you cannot do otherwise.
1: Mm, you this, know. This is exactly right. Yeah. Yes. I
0: think you, you'll do everything what um, what God will expect you to do.
1: Mm.
0: I think it's a time to take a short break here, Hugh. And uh, maybe just before we play a song, I want to take um, a minute uh, to... Uh, talk about this uh, wonderful book, Free Offer, which we have for today, and it's called The Giving, Giving Equation. And this is by uh, Ken Long. A wonderful book. I mean, uh, he says here, yeah, um, uh, it is logic that if you give a certain amount of money, I have less money left to live on, right? I mean, that's very simple uh, mathematics, yeah? Um, but it's also an equation that makes many people reluctant to, To give just because of that reason. Now, the giving equation provides a fresh way of thinking about stewardship, explaining two different mindsets towards our personal finances, the G economy and the me economy. And this is uh, the book which you can have in your hands, my dear friend, if you send us a text message with the code S.A. forty four. This is a free gift for you, no obligation. Just please send a text message to 04888081 with the code SA44. But right now, we would like to uh, listen to a song, He's All I Need.
1: We'll be back soon. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
2: river when life here is done. He fought the battle. The victory's been won. He's all Trouble Caught in the storm He takes care of me He's all I need When my time comes When I cross that river When life here is done He fought the battle The victory's been won He's all I need He's all I need When trials He's all I need when there's nowhere to run. When I'm in trouble, caught in the storm, he takes care of me.
0: all we need. Welcome back to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A uh, this is Nick Rita your host uh, standing in for uh, our friend Fabiano who's uh, on the waiting there you know reaching to see if the baby is coming now and by the way so Fabiano if you listen to us and the baby comes give us a shout and we may <laughs> announce it live here. <laughs> Yeah. but with us in the studio here it's um, uh, Hugh um, our co-host today uh, we are uh, approaching a question today Hugh and my dear listener about uh, how does the church use money now before the break we talked a little bit you know generally like that how uh, god blesses us and what god expects from us uh, um, in previous uh, programs uh, we we talked quite a bit um, uh, you know about this uh, aspects about uh, um, you know uh, how the church benefits you know of uh, of the giving or some people may take even uh, a little bit uh, in a different way uh, about uh, prosperity and uh, we mention about uh, prosperity gospel which is preached quite often these days but um Hugh, I I like to mention uh, something here. You know, uh, we are just in the um, last phase of the campaign here uh, in Australia for the election and people are promising all sorts of things. The other day I was just uh, hearing, uh, you know, all the, all the clashes there because one of the parties said, oh, if I'm elected, I will uh, increase up to five, five percent, you know, the wages. Or something like that, and um, the other party then accusing. Oh, it's it's very early to say that, you know, before the um, the vote is cast, you know. But you know, people are promising things if you give the money to. And unfortunately, when the church is uh, in that in this situation, sometimes some of the churches or groups or you know. Um, but uh, today, I I really like to go a little bit more into into this uh, here uh, in giving you know just in giving does god expect us to neglect
1: our needs no i don't think he does and and uh i think i say that on authority because the fact of the matter is that you know god gave us life in the first place uh he wants us to have uh, a life that is uh that is blessed by him a life that is uh, that is free from you know some of the the, the hardships and the pains that uh, that uh, so many uh Unnecessarily face, um, but uh, but at the same time, I think it's also important to say that uh, God Himself in His Word says in First Timothy five verse eight, He says that if um, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, now that's the nearest next person. Mm, to you, right? mm. So so God wants to bless you, and He wants you to uh, to uh, um, to know that. Uh, look, you know, we can think about money, we can think about uh, clothing and food and housing and so on. But God says if you put me first. If you put the kingdom of God first, then all these other things shall be added unto you. But he also goes on in First Timothy five and verse eight to point out that um, you know he wants to take care of our basic needs, and he wants us to be mindful of those basic needs as well. You know, food, clothing, shelter, um, you know, uh, the, the necessities of life, uh, and to know that we don't have to worry. Because, uh, you know, as we, as we depend upon God, we can have the freedom that comes from that and knowing that, that He is always going to have an eye out for our best. Mm-hmm. But then in addition to that, having, um, not just said, well, I'll leave it to God, but I'll also fulfill those basic needs as well and use the strength and the ability that God has given me to live. We also need to be considerate of those who are close to us, to our family members. Right. And so He says here, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, then he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Mm. That's pretty strong words, aren't mm. they? In other words, God is saying we need to be looking out for those who are close to us, uh, as well as for ourselves, for our basic needs. So, no, we are not to neglect our needs. We're not to neglect ourselves. I mean, for you know, for um, for God Himself gave His very life for our sake. Right. He, he, he is not neglectful towards us. Why should we be neglectful towards ourselves when he's done everything to redeem us and to save us? And, and so God considers us of great worth and of, most, uh, of incredible infinite value to God. So no, he doesn't want us to, to devalue ourselves or to neglect ourselves. But he also doesn't want us to neglect those nearest to us. And then in turn, well, in partnership with God, how can we then be a blessing to those beyond that immediate circle and recognize the fact that, yes, we are a family, but we're also a family of families, and how can we bless our wider community yeah uh, uh, as a as a family, as a household, and as churches how mm. can we bless our surrounding society that we might be a light in the darkness and we might be salt uh, to to the rotten flesh of uh, and corruption of the world how can we bring goodness and justice and compassion and peace and love um in, in ever expanding circles to to uh, to those around us and, and and so that then speaks to well okay as we as we together give in the cause of Christ to the one who's given more than we could possibly give what then uh, or how then are those funds used? Mm. And, and I think that's really important for us to answer here this afternoon yes. because uh, there's many people who may have a question in their mind, well, okay, I've given but then what next?
0: Correct. And and that's the question which we we'll really like to look into this uh, now, Here, uh, Does uh, the... Uh, how does the church use uh, money? Um, as you're talking, uh, it just came in my mind, you know, a couple of uh, passages in the Bible, uh, um, and just want to allude to that. Um, for example, David, King David, he said that he he grew old, you know, and um, he never saw uh, God's people uh, begging their bread. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but the difference in in uh, Needs and wants it 's also quite uh, quite different because we live in in a time on a society when we really uh, ask for so many things you know which we may not need necessarily yeah. but yeah, please share with us because earlier uh, before the break we also mentioned that um, Seventh-day Adventist Church, our church, which uh, you know sponsors this program had uh, has few programs you know uh, running, and uh, uh, I believe money can be you know. Uh, transparently you know um, distributed uh, into those ones like ADRA for example uh, Adventist mm-hmm. uh, uh,
1: development, development and Relief Agency but yeah, what would you like to share uh, here? Yes, well Nick that, that's very true and the truth of the matter is that um, that yes after we have taken care of those basic needs that we have and we've given thought to our budgets and we've given thought to the future then God says to us hey look you know what um, put the kingdom of God first Return to me what is, what is mine, you know, that, that tenth. Um, and that, by the way, is not just something for Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that, that uh, came before the time of Moses, goes back to, to Abraham, Abraham and yes. and mm-hmm. Jacob, come back, uh, come over into the New Testament. Jesus talks about the importance of, you know, uh, of uh, returning tithe mm-hmm. um, and uh, that uh, in, in doing so we should not neglect, uh, you know, mercy and, and compassion and grace uh, but that also we shouldn't neglect tithe mm. because th- that tithe as we've mentioned before uh, supports ministry yes uh, and uh, and those who, who are not able to to uh, have an income of their own uh, or, or labor for an income of their own because uh, they're constantly giving in in of themselves to and, and of the goodness of God in ministry uh, but then beyond tithe, uh, which is a hands off approach, you know, giving back to God what is his and then allowing him to, to distribute that equally and fairly so that every, every, uh, pastor and every gospel worker and every, uh, evangelist is receiving, you know, the same amounts, um, you know, essentially within the Adventist Church, uh, you know, how does it, how is the tithe used? Well, it's used for, for those who are involved, uh, in full time ministry mm-hmm. so that, uh, they are in turn able to earn uh, essentially, an, an average wage of an average person in the place where they live, uh, and, uh, and be able to continue to, to, uh, to have their basic necessities looked after whilst they're engaged in full time ministry. Mm. Uh, so I know that, uh, the pastor down the road who may have a 1,000 member church is receiving the exact amount, uh, in tithe as what I'm, I might have, even though I might only have a, a 300 member church or a 30 member church. And so, in other words, uh, it is equitable just and fair in the sense that uh, we're, we're looking after the basic needs of every individual maximizing those funds on a shoestring to ensure that uh, the gospel goes as far and through as many as possible but then what about beyond tithe then we start to look at well offering and offering is just simply a free will gift <clears throat> where we we ourselves say okay this is where I'd like these funds to go and we can direct where those funds then end up uh, and uh, and so when we give an offering then those offerings go to all sorts of different uh, worthy projects. You mentioned ADRA. uh, So let's start there. Um, ADRA is the Adventist Development and Relief Agency. So any time that someone gives to ADRA... They're giving to many different causes, and they can specify which cause they'd like it to go to. Um, and so ADRA works on all sorts of projects. Uh, in our own uh, local church, we have, uh, in both congregations there, uh, where I'm ministering, we have ADRA projects that are working in the community, mm-hmm. uh, that are providing, uh, in the case of Trinity Gardens, a community pantry, and in amongst that, you've got clothing, you've got food, you've got all sorts of different needs that are being met and fulfilled uh, there in that, uh, in and through that project. Um So, when you give to that project, one hundred percent of the funds go to that cause; right? Uh, they don't get diverted anywhere else, and they cannot be because they've been specifically determined by yourself uh, to go to that uh, to that cause, to that project. Likewise, over at uh, Mawson Lakes, at Faith Adventist Centre, uh, community meal, <coughs> and uh, in time a community pantry. Uh, and again, under the umbrella of Adra, uh, and so these are these are some of the the kinds of industries that exist. But then on top of that, you have uh, women's shelters, mm. uh, you have prison ministries, you have uh, those uh, uh, projects that are there for emergency uh, cases or emergency management or natural disasters uh, and disaster relief, uh, and a whole range of other types of projects just like this, and, kitchens and, and the like.
0: And, and just to mention about ADRA right now, because my dear friend, probably yourself, as you listen uh, today, you may want to contribute and help uh, a project or, uh, you know, you can go on ADRA website and you can select that. One of the things which ADRA does right now here in, in this conflict in Ukraine, I know that because I took a few interviews right from the border of Romania with uh, Ukraine, and ADRA was the, on the front line there. One mm-hmm. of the first um, non-profit organizations uh, to be on the border there with Ukraine to assist people, to help people in any way possible, mm-hmm. and I- even here in Australia, if you mm, you live in Australia and you go on Adra, there is a, a particular um, account set up there mm-hmm. for Ukraine, yes, to to help people and these uh, uh, refugees. Um, I believe, yeah, that's a very important way to it is. to and come in in the assistance, you know. It is, and in and, it. and the
1: fact of the matter is that uh, that. Adra, when you give to Adra, you know that one hundred percent of those funds, or close to, is going to that particular project. Um, you know, sometimes we wonder, well, you know, with charities, is it a case of, well, I've given one hundred percent, is only sixty percent going, or is only forty percent going? Uh, but in the case of, of Adra, depending upon what kind of project you've given, you can rest assured of knowing that it's ninety uh, something percent that's mm. going, and in many instances, one hundred percent of yeah, most of them, I'm absolutely certainly, right. Certainly, with the Adra Appeal, which is held each year. Um Absolutely, 100 percent of the funds that are given through the Adra appeal go mm. exactly to where they're called to be. But what Adra is really doing is uh, through its community projects here in Australia, for example, here at home, we're we're feeding, we're clothing, we're connecting, we're empowering people, we're helping people overcome poverty, we're helping people in crisis, we're helping uh, lives to be transformed, and and uh, it all it all uh, comes or stems from those who who have felt enriched and empowered and uh, and blessed being able to in turn bless others uh in terms of um uh, being freed from disadvantage and being freed from from uh, you know the addictions and the poverty which which currently binds them um you know we're talking things like emergency management work or life-saving assistance uh, we're talking about disasters here in australia disasters uh, overseas uh and um we're talking about international projects, we're talking about national projects, op shops, social inclusion programs, youth resiliency programs, crisis relief, women's refuges, and so the list goes on. And so there's all sorts of different ways that ADRA is helping in the community around us. But then there are many other ways that, um, that funds that are offerings that are given to and through the church are then used. Um, you mentioned before that, um, <coughs> that the government is making promises, uh, and the opposition is making promises um, as they go into the election. Both candidates and their parties, are, and major parties at least, and, and many minor parties, are making all sorts of promises as to how they're going to use collective funds. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, and and well, one way the government uses fund funds um, when it comes to charity and so on is that they they divert charitable giving. True churches. Why do they do that? They do that because they know that churches are giving 100% of themselves. They're, they're, they're very much volunteer driven. Yes. That they are community based. They're grassroots. That the churches, um, are very much involved in sacrificial giving to the point where, like I said before, many a time it's a shoestring budget in order to, in, or at least making sure that every bit of fund is used, uh, to, to go where it needs to go. Um, and, uh, and so, The government knows that when they give funds through churches that uh, it's actually the churches are able to, to expand on and do work Far beyond what perhaps a government all by itself might be able to achieve, and so it's a wonderful partnership and, that, that's, and that's provided in that way.
0: Accountability—that's is is there, you know, because you cannot ask for uh, for some uh, support for money for a particular project and then
1: uh, don't do anything with mm. that project. So and we're talking cost effectiveness. with effectiveness, concerned. yes. But, but there's many other types of prog- programs and projects that the church uh, is involved in. So what is what happens when money is given to the Seventh Day Adventist Church? Mm. We've mentioned Adra. Well, uh, the Adventist Church is very much involved in all sorts of things when it comes to um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander ministries, uh, or Mamarafa College, uh, which is all about uh, uh, really uh, assisting those engaged in frontline indigenous ministries in bustling cities and remote communities right across Australia and making an impact right where people are um and oftentimes most of the time it's indigenous brothers and sisters who are helping other um I- indigenous folk that uh, that need to know that hey look there's someone who cares about you and loves you uh, and uh, more often than not it's uh, uh it is um uh the, our, our fellow Indigenous brothers and sisters who engaged in, in those ministries, but all of us can give to those ministries or be involved in them in various ways. And then, of course, you have uh, uh, other local... Um, Offerings that are that are used uh, for community projects uh, right where the, the community church is here in South Australia. We have uh, Ankara Camp or Campground, which is really for uh, for teens and adolescents and and young young people, young adults, uh, in terms of having the support and the encouragement and uh, uh, the 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 um, um, the care that's required. Uh, or, or that's, that's needed so often specific to their needs in that age group, um, and for their overall well-being, including their spiritual well-being as well. Um, some of the other ways that the church is involved in giving in, in uh, is, uh, through, uh, through, yes, evangelism and through sharing the good news of the gospel, uh, through Bible workers, uh, through living ministry media, mm-hmm. which is, a, a, a local ministry here in South Australia that, that, uh, is very much, uh, based uh, online and uh, and takes uh, all sorts of special events and uh, and uh, youth based uh, events and uh, and campaigns and baptisms and, and other great uh, happenings to a wider community around it. Faith FM right here um, and of course um, it's it's uh, it's parent organisation uh, the uh, uh, Adventist World Radio. Uh, this this is also where many of the funds go. Uh, Hope Channel. Uh, which is able to broadcast right into people's homes uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, and then uh, local schools, such as the Prescott Schooling System here, um, uh, the Education scholarship funds for those who, who need some assistance or need a step up or a leg up, uh, not a handout but a hand up, um, when it comes to their education and their forward progression and onwards and upwards progression in life. Uh, we have a refugee program here in South Australia with regards to uh, scholarships for refugee uh, children uh who can then get uh, quality education um in, and and supports that surround that uh chaplaincy work through through schools yes again in partnership with the government but then of course we're also talking about um uh through um, um community care and spiritual care and well-being in and through our schools uh Adventist schools right here in Adelaide uh, as well um there's the road to bethlehem uh community outreach where you can be fully immersed in the experience of what it must have been like to be part of that first Christmas story uh, in three dimensions in real life. It's a really fascinating uh, ministry, that one. Adopt a clinic, um, taking medical care to remote parts of Australia uh, and to the uh, South Pacific Islands. Uh, And we've mentioned many of the uh, projects that ADRA is involved in as well. Uh, We can talk about uh, youth offerings. We can talk about... uh, uh, the fact that uh, funds go towards, and this may surprise some listeners, but uh, Adventists are very active in the space of the Bible, mm-hmm. and uh, we like to give to the Bible Society. Uh, and so uh, some of our offerings go directly to the Bible Society. Others of them go directly to the blind and the hearing impaired. Yes. the ministries uh, for, uh, for folk that, uh, that uh, need some extra assistance when it comes to uh, uh, to. Uh, to the hearing or, or, or sight condition. Yeah, in mind just
0: came uh, 10,000 toes. I mm. think that's another one. And uh, for the blind in, uh, in India, for example. Oh, there are lots of projects. And by the way, if you are interested to, uh, to give. Uh, through some of these uh, programs uh, with the Seventh Adventist Church don't hesitate to go on our website and search mm. for some of those ones you mentioned about Faith FM and I just want to say this Hugh because uh, I'm really exciting with the work Faith FM does we just put on air uh, in Sydney just last week, it's a week now, a week and a few days couple of days since we are reaching another uh, a million and two three hundred thousand people there in, uh, in uh, Sydney but you know Jesus said that he will come in, the, in in terms of the second coming when this gospel will be preached to the end of the world. And through this means, through Faith FM and you mentioned uh, Living Ministry Media and other, um, uh, you know, uh, good programs, you know, the gospel can reach the other side of the world. What an amazing thing to to put your means and to put your money and wealth into supporting these uh, ministries which are reaching out uh, to the whole world. Here, our time is up for um, today. Just before we closing, I just want to mention again this uh, book which we are giving today as a free gift. It's called The Give Equation by Ken Long. And this book will uh, explain to you a little bit more what that means to give, you know, what... Um, what blessings you can have on or what the bible has to say in this regard and uh, don't hesitate to send us a text message to zero eight double one with the code sa44 sa stands for south australia and number 44 and you receive this uh, book free of charge no obligation <coughs> you may be in a minute or two if we could just bring it together a little bit and you mm. may, you may mm. want to uh, to appeal to our listener you know uh, in this regard around the question which we talked today about how does uh, the church use money uh, how can our listener be assured mm. that if he contributes with his uh, uh, money or you know his
1: wealth uh, that will, uh, will go in the right place yeah. Look, uh, every year <clears throat> the Seventh Day Adventist Church uh, publishes uh, its uh, its books, and a very transparent way. And every every bit of funding to every different ministry is listed there. And so anyone can find that uh, on the on the Adventist website uh, through the um, the Adventist uh, Church here in the South Pacific. Um, but let me just close with this thought, and that is this: that um, you know, when Jesus comes, He's not going to ask how much you gave, or were you rich when you gave or were you poor when you gave? Or, you know, uh, he's not going to ask those questions. But what he is going to ask is, um, he's going to ask us, when you saw someone who was hungry, when you saw someone who was naked, when you saw someone who was thirsty or, or who was a stranger, did you clothe them? Did you give them something to drink? Did you, did you invite them in? When you, when you saw someone who was sick, did you look after them? when they're in prison did you visit them <clears throat> because he says to us that when uh, when we do those things we're actually doing them for him mm. uh, when we we see the least of these and we're all actually all of us the least of these but when we we realize that and we we then in turn give to each other jesus says you know what i became the least of these that you might have a place with me and i i want to i want to see i, I want to have the joy of knowing that you've given in turn and and uh, shared forward what i've given to you And so the only real debt that we have in life when we think about finances, the greatest debt is not a financial debt. It's the debt of loving. One another.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Hugh, for sharing with us uh, today. My dear friend, our time is up for today, but come back again uh, tomorrow when uh, I will uh, myself and uh, Tracy approach this uh, uh, question um, What does the Bible say about giving and generosity? And we'll learn a little bit more, but until then, may God richly bless you. Uh, Hugh, how would you like to just close with a word of prayer? Sure.
1: Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, thank you so much for the greatest gift that's ever been given—the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of God the Son Himself. Who, though Lord Jesus, you did not need in and of yourself to come and to give yourself that we might live, but you did it out of great love for us. And so, Father, as you have done through through Christ the Son for us, so we in turn want to be a blessing to others. Lord, we want to have everyone know just how how high, how wide, how deep, how broad. and and far-reaching is the love of Jesus Christ. And we know, Father, that uh, this can be shared in many ways, and one of those ways is by how we give. Mm. So, Father, as we give that others may simply live, we pray, Father, that uh, many more will know that uh, they too are much loved by God. Amen. And that, uh, Lord Jesus, you are coming very soon. For each one of us. So Father we, we pray all these things acknowledging that uh, that uh, with great generosity you have saved our lives and we in turn want to be very generous with each other as well. Help us to be more like Jesus. We ask in Jesus name in the way we give. Amen. Uh, this program has been made possible by the support of Adventist
2: World Radio.